Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle, Elliot Danka, Barney Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. We've got quite a bit to look at these days. Japan, especially uh, top of the headlines this morning. As if we didn't have enough to worry about, if you are in Japan and you opened your newspapers on Monday, you would have seen a series of full-page ads warning of a stock market bubble that is set to burst. It was actually put in the paper by a well-known Japanese investor. Tell us more. <laughs> That's right. So his name is Atsuto Sawakami and he was the guy who actually set up Japan's first low-cost mutual fund and he's been always helping to promote long-term investing in local stocks. So he's warning a bubble is coming. Is there one brewing? Let's get a bigger picture from Gary Dugan. He is the CEO of the Global CIO office. Morning, Gary. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Hey, Gary, quite an interesting ad. How seriously would you take these ads? No, Japanese markets are at near... 30-year highs, and the warning refers to how there's been, you know, for a long time, zero interest rates or near zero interest rates, uh, and you've got monetary easing going on. So all that's apparently been making businesses slack off and investors just getting complacent. How much we agree with that? I, well, I tend to agree with it, but I think the advert should have been in, on Wall Street, not in, in Japan. <laughs> I mean, Japan is uh, yeah, at a 30-year high, but hardly moved, quite frankly. And we don't believe it discounts some better news that's coming through the Japanese economy. But you have to say we can't have it both ways. We keep saying that equity markets can go up because interest rates are going down. And now they're going back up again. And people say, well, no, it's fine. This will just be transitory. So I have a lot of sympathy with the advert. Mm, and of course, a lot of things to look at. One of the things that really captured the headlines was the rising bond yields overnight. That spiked briefly above 1.5%, up three basis points. Is this a bit of a delayed reaction to last week's FOMC meeting? And how will this affect markets down the road when you look at the narrative between growth and cyclicals? Yeah, I think it's a, a reaction to last week's comments that came out of the Fed, where I think, you know, you'd have to look at the nuance of what they said. But basically, I think bringing forward the increase in interest rates, the first increase in interest rates to next year and not the year after. But also, it's, a, it's the noise that we're getting on energy prices. Yeah, you can see a crisis in Europe. You can see a crisis in parts of Asia, problems in the United States. So that's all, again, adding to that inflation story, which no longer looks transitory, but may stick around. Yeah, Gary, talking about those rising energy prices, how's your take on how that will feed into inflation, business costs, and of course, the upcoming earnings season? I think it's going to be quite a drag. I think we've seen some downgrades to Chinese growth numbers for the fourth quarter, partly mm. because of the fear of the impact of this. We're also seeing that in, in Europe that um, industrial production has been hurt. So I think you're going to see some downgrades in broad terms to growth. But what you're going to see is upgrades to inflation pressures, and that's what the market's going to be concerned at. Downgrades to earnings numbers, but upgrades to maybe increase in interest rates to, as a consequence of this inflation pressure. That's not always good news for risk assets, but does play, I think it does help the cyclicals outperform growth. Uh, you talked about China. So that's one area that's gotten a lot of focus in recent weeks and months. Uh, and you now have a bit of a power consumption crackdown happening, and some factories are cutting back in terms of production that seems to be affecting tech companies like Apple, Microsoft. Would tech be a space to be in right now when you look at what's been happening there as well as the uh, bond yields going up which will make interest rates uh, and borrowing higher? 
Yeah, I mean, the tech sector has been, it's been delivering some good profits numbers, but the valuations have gone way beyond the improved profits outlook for many of those companies. And that's been based on expect, expectations for very low interest rates going into the future. So the spike we're seeing in inflation, the move up in long-term interest rates does not spell good news for technology sectors. And we're advising clients not to be overexposed. It's still a great sector for long term, mm. but you shouldn't be overexposed to it. And Gary, talking about exposure, what's your exposure to China? How are you positioned around China Asian markets, especially if Avagrande making headlines? There's actually another bond interest payment due tomorrow. Yes, and you know we've been very cautious over the last uh, six weeks. Um, we've got very little exposure to China at the moment. Quite honestly, we don't know what's going on. All we see are headlines which are not helpful. And until we've got clarity on government policy uh, in different mm. sectors, and clearly this energy crisis, which is going to cause some pain, uh, we, we prefer to be out. All right. Sounds like you don't really like tech. You don't really like China. Gary, what's on your plate right now? Well, I think you go back to some of the cyclical sectors and certainly some of the um, companies that are going to benefit from the higher energy prices. So we've had those kind of bets on and, and taken a long time before we've got a payoff for it. But I do think commodities will do well and cyclical companies will do well with some of the pricing power that you see as a result of higher inflation. Mm. So when you talk about commodities, would you go into mining companies as a proxy? Yes, you can do, but you have to be careful. Some are just uh, not forming. And copper, for example, seems to be a very well-supplied market. Mm. But aluminium has been very strong. So it comes down to a bit of stock picking as well as just the calling a broad market or broad sector call. All right. We've been chairing Gary Dugan. He is the CEO of the Global CIO Office. Gary, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.